Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. Sunday, June 28, 2009. Dear Lord, we took Sunshine to the Humane Society yesterday because she kept running away. Sunshine was a beagle mix that we had adopted, by the way. I feel rotten about having to do that, but I don't know what else to do. I feel especially bad for Kayla. Even Rachel cried. And the worst part is knowing that she'll now be on her fourth home. Please find her a good one, Lord. Your eye is on the sparrow, and I know that you'll watch out for Sonny. Tom Robertson, who's the director at Fort Wilderness uh, at the time, uh, camp in northern Wisconsin, Tom Robertson asked Norman to speak at Fort next summer. Yay! It's been so hot all week, 90-plus and very high humidity. It's supposed to cool off today. 84 degrees, and the ensuing days, I find for me there's no more trying weather than 90 degrees and high humidity. I have felt very restless and malcontent. By the way, I'll point you back to the last podcast where I said, one thing you may not know about Katie and me is that we both could not stand to be really hot, hot and muggy, tough weather, and it always made us grumpy. I'm not sure what to do with Joseph when he wakes up at 2.30 and we're stuck inside. And that, by the way, was 2.30 p.m. So for Katie, when it's 90 and muggy and your toddler wakes up at 2.30 p.m., you can't do anything but stay inside. Then, after dealing with all of this cancer for months, part of me just wants to fly and go do something fun all the time. And then I still feel tired and I know that I can't. Friday... Uh, the doctor said that I may not be a candidate for implants and may need a trim flap reconstruction. I don't really want implants anyway, but the trim flap surgery sounds so daunting, difficult, and painful. Plus, she said that I need to wait, maybe until the first of the year. In the short term, it sounds nice to not have any more medical procedures, possibly, But then, it's a bummer to think about dragging this all out. It also involves more money, probably. But my, won't it be nice, uh, no, but my, isn't it nice to be able to journal and have a quiet time? For so long, I couldn't. I ordered some replacement pieces for my Meadow Lane dishes. They've started to arrive, and I'm so glad I got them. Fun, fun. I've been constantly hungry and eating and eating. I seem to be craving junk food and all kinds of food. I signed up for Weight Watchers' website and have completely blown it because I am so hungry. I'm not sure if this is chemo-related or stress or boredom or what. I might add maybe it was because it was hot and muggy outside and there's nothing else to do but eat and be grumpy. 
Anyway, Monday, June 29th, 2009. Dear Lord, from Numbers 13, 27. She doesn't quote the verse here, but it's when the spies return from spying out the promised land and say the land is amazing. However, there are giants there. Katie says, the whole reason the Israelites left Egypt was for this moment. Underline all of the miracles, all of the lessons, all of the travel, and yet it was for naught. Lord, you have led me, guided me, provided for me. Please help me to go forward in faith, to do what you have called me to, to not turn back in fear. There are so many giants in the land, finances, ministry, cancer, challenges raising children. Oh Lord, I hate to say it, but you know it. I identify so much with these Israelites, faithless, fearful, grumbling, and undeserving. And then she does quote from Numbers 13, 27, we went to the land where you sent us, underline, it is true, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit, nevertheless, underlined, and that's where they say there are giants there and we can't take this land. And then Katie quotes from Streams in the Desert, the devotional, we will be stronger by overcoming them than if there had been no giants to defeat. In fact, unless we have overcoming faith, we will be swallowed up consumed by the giants that block our path. Neil, who was our youth pastor at the time uh, at Twin City Bible Church in Urbana, Illinois, Neil spoke in church yesterday about uh, believing that we need Jesus plus something else. It made me think of how I expect you to do things for me as if you hadn't already done enough. And When I should be asking, Lord, what can I offer to you? There are no cheap goods on the heavenly market. Numbers 14. Here are the words used. The people cried, complained, if only, why, victims, return, would it not be better Those are all words that were used in Numbers 14. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb spoke, saying, The land we pass through to spy on is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Moses, Caleb, and Joshua had to suffer the consequences of others' sin, namely 40 years in the desert. July 1st, 2009, a Wednesday. Dear Lord, it is unseasonably cool today. It is wonderful. Today, Dick Watkins is coming over with his tractor and PVC pipe to dig us a drainage trench. He and Janet also gave us seven tons of river rock. Is that possible? And paid to have it delivered. The project is costing us almost nothing. Talk about your provision. Thank you, Lord. Please bless Dick and Janet for blessing us 
as you have promised to do. Both Fort Wilderness and Camp Forest Springs, those are two camps in Wisconsin, asked Norman to speak this week for next summer. That's awesome. Joseph is awake early. Yesterday, when I did not have a quiet time, he slept late, but I just went in and checked on him, and he was freezing cold, which I think is rather funny because it's July 1st in central Illinois. That just meant we had our air conditioner pumping at that time. Sunday, July 5th, 2009. Dear Lord, Joseph is now experiencing his very first room time. So far, he is doing great. He got out of his playpen, and so it's time to make this switch, although this seems pretty early. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Katie and I were both uh, like pretty religious about teaching our kids how to have a room time where they go in the room and just play by themselves for, you know, whatever, 10 minutes, and then increasing uh, as they get used to it and as they get older. Uh, I think we increased to about eight hours a day. No, I'm kidding. Um, but we both felt like that helped us to be better parents and a little more sane if the kids had uh, time in their room by themselves. So this was Joseph's first day, July 5th, 2009. Joseph and I both have colds. Paul and Mel and family, uh, Paul and Melanie were uh, Katie's brother uh, and his family, uh, came through. Uh, they stayed the night on Friday while they were driving home from Wisconsin. It was good to see them. Joseph just peeked out from his room time, but that's because I had to go in there to fetch out a spoiled milk cup. Now he knows that I'm in the hallway, and so now he's crying. It rained all day yesterday, so all of the July 4th festivities were canceled. I've started Weight Watchers. Yesterday was the first day that I stayed in my allotted points. It took me a week and a half. Seeing how I eat, it's amazing I'm not gargantuan. I have a real sugar craving. Saturday, July 11th, 2009. Dear Lord, I am doing so much better on my diet. My appetite has significantly reduced. I'm eating less and I'm not craving sugar as much. The scale even said I lost two pounds this week, which is hard to believe. Uh, so that is great progress. I'm probably eating half of what I was, so thank you. And then a quote from Streams in the Desert. Very few Christians are willing to endure the suffering through which complete gentleness is obtained. And then from July 11th, another quote from Streams in the Desert, uh, the Streams in the Desert uh, entry for July 11th. Unbelief looks at God through the circumstances, just as we often see the sun dimmed by clouds or smoke. But faith Whoa, I can't read that word. Uh, oh, I think it is. But faith places God between itself and its circumstances and looks at them through him. Well, I hope you get the feel for that quote, even though I couldn't decipher that word. Lord, I want to be healed supernaturally. That's Katie's request. Romans four seventeen, in the presence of God, uh, in 
whom Abraham believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, Abraham did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. There were two dead things, Katie writes, both which would have been the first thing to consider. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. What causes us to waver? Unbelief. But Abraham was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. The promise is linked to God's performance. God will do what he has promised, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. So often I associate faith with selfishness. I want God to do this for me. But God equates faith with righteousness and pleasing him, and he will be looking for it when he returns to earth. He marvels at faith or lack of faith, and he rewards faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for whoever comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Katie's quoting from Hebrews there. For which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? This is Jesus. Uh, speaking, quote, she's writing out Jesus's words. If you then, being evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And then Monday, July 13th, 2009. Dear Lord, I got sick yesterday. Grr, a fever of 102.4. Wow. But it was still nothing compared to chemo, and nice to know that it won't last eight weeks, right? A friend wanted her family to come by. Every time she does, someone seems to be sick here. We are having the most gorgeous weather. It's hardly been hot at all. Thanks for joining me for another episode of There Are Good Things Here. I hope that it's not hot or humid where you are. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I hope you'll join us. 